How about a couple of ideas on how to find and hire marketing unicorns? Lori Williams from Roadside Dental Marketing is with us today. Stay tuned. Welcome, everybody, to ADOM Radio, the podcast for dental managers. I'm your host, John Stamper, and thanks for joining us. Today's episode of ADOM Radio is brought to you by Roadside Dental Marketing, and our special guest is Lori Williams, who is the website project manager for Roadside Dental Marketing. She has over 15 years of combined experience in the dental, marketing, and human resource fields. She has helped over a thousand clients with career advancement and marketing strategies, including personal branding through resumes and LinkedIn profiles. Having worked for general dentists and specialists such as oral surgeons and orthodontists, she is able to bring a unique perspective to dentists when looking for that qualified unicorn to join their team. ADOM Radio and Roadside Dental Marketing is excited to bring to you today, Lori Williams. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode here on ADOM Radio. Excited to be with you and hope you're doing well. Hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, so today's podcast, all right, when I share with you the, the title of this podcast, like you're just, I think you're going to get excited. I mean, I hope you do because I am. Uh, finding and hiring marketing unicorns. I mean, let's face it, everybody, any podcast that has the title or has the, the word unicorn in it, um, you know you're in for a fun 25 to 30 minutes here as we um, uh, hopefully educate you on some great marketing ideas. And I'm very, very excited to have Lori Williams with us here from Roadside Multimedia. How are you doing, Lori? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for asking. You know, I just um, realized um, I said Roadside Multimedia. Should I say Roadside Dental Marketing? Uh, either one will work. <laughs> we okay, do good. it all. All right, so, good. Yeah. All right, cool. So we got them both in there. And um, just a little bit on the learning objectives, everybody. So uh, Lori and I are going to discuss today a little bit about defining your target candidate, i.e., you know, the unicorn team member, um, learn where to find them, how to maximize the interviewing process when you're looking for this person. Um, what do you bring to the table as a practice? And then finally, you know, how to retain the dream team, which, you know, all of us, you know, want when it comes to building our teams, especially adding some unicorns. So Lori, before we uh, hop in here, we'd love to have you share with everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I bring to the table a kind of a mixed bag. Um, I've got dental background, marketing background, and HR, uh, human resources, uh, recruitment background as well. So kind of makes me a, a unique unicorn in and of itself uh, to be able to speak on the topic simply because I've been in the shoes of a dental office. I have worked front desk and done all the administrative practice management. And then I've also worked with recruiting dentists. And then I've done the actual marketing side, um, had my own business for a while, doing social media marketing and um, consulting. So through that time, I actually have learned a lot in regards to what it takes to bring on a good team member and to find one that is that unicorn that kind of has the, the blend of all of the, the attributes that you're looking for. So hopefully I can kind of share some of that wisdom with everybody and help bring some new team members to the practice and strengthen and help retain the teams that you have in place already. Perfect. Okay. So this is how we're going to start. Uh, now that you know who you need 
um, to join your dream team, or maybe you're going to get into that a little bit. The big question is, Lori, is where are these people hiding, right? We all know that there are these unicorns out there. Uh, I know when I go to Target, at least it's easy for me when I buy stuff for my daughter because they're on the shelves. But when it comes to hiring (laughs) marketing dream team people, I'd love to have you share with everybody, where are these people hiding? Yeah, no, it's a great question, John. Um, Honestly, they're going to be in places that you may not readily think. (laughs) I always say that you want to utilize your network first and foremost. Um, As we all know, referral-based recommendations are always good. That way you kind of have that point of contact and you have someone who knows what you do, what your practice is all about. And they oftentimes will know of someone that is looking for a job or kind of is that unicorn that will bring all of those strengths to the table that you could be looking for. So um, I always say reach out to your network, but if you don't have a kind of a good network or you don't know anyone that is actively looking, obviously you want to cast that net wide and you want to look in different job posting places. So some of the ones that I have found to be the most effective would be LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn and Indeed are probably your top ones. Uh, LinkedIn is definitely great for being able to look at those digital resumes, sift through their backgrounds, look at the referrals, look at the recommendations, match their skill set. Um, so LinkedIn is a really a great tool whenever you're looking for a candidate. Um, there's other platforms out there such as CareerBuilder, ZipRecruiter. Um, those are good as well, but I find those don't. Um, I don't feel like they cast the net wide enough. You really do need to open it up to the social media platforms. So Facebook groups, Instagram, all of those, don't rule those platforms out because there's a lot of people searching for jobs on there. And you can target your searches on social media platforms with the keyword searches just like you can on Indeed and LinkedIn. So there's a whole host of tools that you can use um, when you're trying to find that specific unicorn. So again, just kind of cast the net wide so that way you get a good batch of applicants to choose from. And um, applicant tracking systems can really come into play with that as well, which are the kind of the techie way, I guess, for saying that's how they're going to filter out the candidates. So they're going to be looking through the resumes. They're going to be scanning those different skills and keyword searches. So that also helps when you're using platforms such as LinkedIn, and um, indeed, career builder, all of those, they can sift through the top keywords that you're looking for and help make the job easier for you when you're trying to find someone. Yeah. And, you know, before we go on to the next question, I, I think in addition to what you just shared, have have things changed a little bit, Lori, in 2020 in the sense that, you know, we look back to January and February of this year. I mean, you know, it felt like, you know, the economy was doing pretty well. And, you know, mm-hmm. there were a lot of people that were you know, in in jobs and so on and so forth. And we know what this year has done to a lot of people. And it just feels like in times like this, that um, there could be even a whole host of different qualified people out there that maybe weren't out there before, you know, changes that had to be made in certain companies and so on and so forth. Have you seen that at all this year with with what you're talking about? Yeah, 100%. Um, And I'm glad you brought that up because 2020 has been a mess, <laughs> as we all know, um, but 2020 has also brought some new opportunities for when you're, when you're in the hiring field. So there are going to be candidates out there that you may not have come across before because 
they've been subject to a layoff. They have come across hard times. Maybe the company where they were at had to actually close um, due to COVID. So there's a whole host of individuals out there that are now looking for jobs that you may not have ever come across had that not have happened. So, you know, always try to look for that silver lining in, in the midst of chaos, which is what we find ourselves in. Um, but that's what I have seen to be kind of unique when you're trying to find that unicorn, because whereas you maybe you were just focused on the clinical skills and you were just looking for a dental hygienist, a dental assistant, a front desk person, I have now found that there are people that have been laid off from other jobs that will share those soft skills that you're going to be looking for as well. So maybe someone was in project management or they were in marketing or it wasn't just a clinical background that they had, but they've got these translatable skills that can then come over to your dental practice. So I really think that that's actually a good thing now for hiring managers that they're looking for the unicorns out there because they are out there and they're actively looking um, and they want new opportunities. And what I've also found, John, is that these people, as they've come off of layoffs or they've come off a really bad situation and they find themselves looking for a job, they are even more grateful for this opportunity. And so it, it brings a whole new appreciation to the role that maybe you would not have found in someone else that was looking pre-COVID or that didn't have that different skill set that you're out there searching for now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So next would be questions, 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 right? What, what are some good questions to ask uh, during an interview? Yeah. And, you know, even before you go into the questions, this kind of goes with it as well. You really want to have identified and targeted who it is that you are looking for. So that way, when you come across their resume, you know what it looks like. So even before you start going out there and looking for them and doing the interviewing process, make sure that you've sat down and brainstormed exactly what you want in this role. And, um, you know, because you really want that multifaceted approach coming across in your client and your candidates. And um, you want them to not only, like I said, have the clinical background, but be able to have the people skills, the client relations, the marketing part of it, because you need all of that whenever you're looking for a new team member. So you, yes, if they're going to be the dental assistant or the hygienist and they're in that clinical role, you want that to be their top skills, but you also want them to bring to the table the marketing side of it, the social skills, the, the client relations, patient relations, all of that. So whenever you go to do the interviewing process, start sifting through the resumes and start looking for all of those skills so that you do get the unicorn. Otherwise, you're just going to lock yourself into getting one type of candidate for one particular role. And when you're in a dental practice, you really need someone that can do all of it. So as you start going through the interviewing process, you really want to kind of look at the different aspects of, like I said, marketing clinical. That would be a great question to ask whenever you're interviewing. Talk to them about, you know, what percentage do you think this job involves when it comes to patient relations, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to clinical. Ask them those questions so that way you'll start to get a gauge on if they understand how multifaceted the role is going to be. Um, something else I think is really good is asking them, um, you know, why do you think patients choose one dental office over the other? And what that leads to whenever you ask that question, this will start to help you see and understand 
if they grasp that the team role is for the overall experience for the patient. It's not just when they're in the chair. It's from whenever they book the call on the appointment, whenever they come in and they sign in, to when they go back to clinical, the post-operative. We want their total patient experience to be a wow experience. And so you want people in your practice that can bring all of that to the table. So questions like that, um, asking them how they handle conflict, um, asking them what they feel is their superpower, because that starts to kind of give you an idea of how do they view themselves? What do they think are, you know, the, what do they bring to the table? How do they see themselves? Um, other questions, you know, that are typical of interview questions that I do think are important is starting to ask about why they left their last position. This will give you a good idea of their longevity, their previous roles, and this will help you plan for retention strategies in the future to see if there's areas that you kind of need to hone in on if you do bring them on board and um, to kind of keep them engaged and see maybe what were some pitfalls they fell into in the past. So those would be just kind of a, a handful I would recommend. Yeah, and I don't I don't know how you feel about this, but over the years, uh, as I've had to interview people, uh, and this is kind of get into our next question, which is you know, what are some different ways that a dental office can sell themselves to the candidate? It's I found myself sometimes in a situation where it's, you know, asking them, like you were saying to them, it's it's as it's as much important that you you know, um, like us, as much as it us, it is us liking you, right? It's it has to be a two way street. I think, as you know, Lori, for so so often, it's there's been like this. The interview process has been like the person, you know, the the company looking for somebody is like up here, and the person interviewing is like way down here. When in all reality, is you know, like if you really are trying a good fit, they both have to fit, right? The person that yeah. that is there has to want to be at that practice, and sometimes there's some selling that has to be involved, which I know you want to get into as well. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Because, you know, you're interviewing them, but I also tell candidates when I, you know, was coaching my own um, candidates on uh, interviewing styles, they are interviewing you as much as you were interviewing them. So it's got to be a, a good match for both of you. Because if the practice themselves just thinks that this is a good candidate, but the candidate isn't really feeling it, or they have reservations, you know, that's not going to be a good match long-term. You want to get those things cleared up during that interview process. So some of the ways that you, you as the dental practice, um, you as the hiring manager can do that is to tell them what do you offer? You know, I mean, kind of sell yourself because let's face it, they are going on multiple interviews. They are fielding different questions from other people. So you want to make sure that you definitely sell yourself to them as well. So some of the things I always recommend is in the dental office, um, kind of the dental world, typically a lot of offices aren't open five days a week. That can be a real perk and something attractive to a candidate that's looking. So, you know, highlight some of those perks that you offer. Um, do you shut down like at the end of the year? Do you take that long Christmas extended vacation? You know, sh share that with them. Let them know that you value family time and their work-life balance. And these are some of the perks that you have. Um, you know, do you give them free dental care for their families? Is that another perk? Do you do company trips? Do you do, you know, fun events and things like that throughout the year? Um, you know, sell those things to them. Let them know why you want them in your practice. What can you bring to the table and what makes it fun and not just a job that they're going to be doing? 
Um, so I think that's just a really a really critical point. You know, so much of the time during an interview, you're just trying to get information out of the candidate so you can, you know, get what you need, but you also need to make sure you're selling yourself so that when they hang up at the end of that call, they are excited for your call. They're excited for the second interview. They want to put you in their list of employers that they're considering working for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like having both sides, you know, to have that perfect fit and, and both sides yeah. like you said, feeling like that um, they're connecting. All right. So uh, let's say that is the case and you've kind of gone through that process. Like you've said, you've identified who they are. Um, you've been able to, you know, set up those interviews, um, get to the next step of asking them, you know, really, really good questions that are both sides. Um, they, the, the practice, you've done what you can to really kind of sell yourself to the candidate as far as why they should be there. And then they decide to start, right. Or they start to be a part of your team. Um, this is a big question, right? Which is when you get a lot of these individuals, like how do you keep them from flying away? Right. How do you, how do you make <laughs> sure that it's, you know, you've attracted them, but how, how do you keep them? And so super curious on your thoughts on that. Yeah. And, and that's often the problem. I think that's what a lot of dental offices have found, you know, happening to them this year, especially with COVID and um, people feeling instability and they're leaving and they're going to other opportunities or they're going to remote positions. So I think it's really important for offices to be forward thinking because this is going to be a common problem. Hopefully it's starting to get less and less as we're going throughout 2020 and we're, you know, starting to get our feet back under us. But really, you know, I always say, even in the slow times, you need to have a plan. You need to be prepping now for those uncertain times in the future. And so what that can really look like is cross-training the staff. So kind of, as I mentioned earlier, you really want to make sure that these individuals that you're hiring have a bunch of skills to bring to the table. So when clinical times are slow, patient load is down, you want them to be able to transition and help with the marketing so that we can pull in new patients and that they can help be a part of that. So what does that look like? Um, kind of in the, in the short answer is have them really trained on social media. Social media is kind of the bread and butter of marketing and of keeping in touch with your patients. So it doesn't have to be this big planned out ordeal. You don't have to have, you know, mass posts already, you know, booked up for a year. So that's going out on Facebook and Instagram and your different platforms. But it just means that they're aware of what that looks like. Do they need to do like a quick video in the office of showing what the staff is up to or, you know, sending out, um, keeping engaged with the posts that are coming in or the comments that are coming in on your current posts? Keep them engaged with your patient base. So if you have kind of that cross-training, multifunctional approach going on, they can jump in and keep that patient retention flowing. And they also feel a part of the team. So, you know, just because they're not in there cleaning teeth or cleaning instruments or whatever it may be, doesn't mean that they don't have a vital role in the office to help the flow go. So that's where you really want to, and, and it may even be, you know, coaching where you bring in a, a social media strategist like, you know, Roadside, <laughs> we can do that for you. We can help, you know, coach your staff on what are some good marketing tips and what are some good posts to be putting up? How can you engage with the patient base? So that way, whenever times do get slow, they're prepared and they're ready. They have a game plan. Um, some other things that I think are fun are, you know, just doing those, like I mentioned, impromptu kind of photo shoots 
around the office, showing that, hey, we're still here. We're, you know, we've got safe equipment in place. We've got COVID protocols happening, everything like that. You want to keep that at the forefront of your patients because they're looking at it online. And so they want to know, you know, should I come into the dentist's office? Is it safe? Is it, is it time? And by keeping up with your marketing and your social media, that will help bring those patients back in and feel safe to come to your office. So then as you kind of move forward, say that, you know, things are picking back up. You also want to keep your, your new unicorns engaged. So you want to keep different fun things going on in the office. I know back when I was working in the dental world, we would have regular contests, contests among the staff. So we would um, do dress up days where, you know, it was dress as your favorite character or, or different things like that. And we'd have a contest posted online. Whoever gets the most votes, you know, gets a prize or whatever. And those were just fun, engaging things for us as a staff that we really enjoyed. Um, scavenger hunts, things like that. They were just neat and fun. And it kept us feeling like we were a part of the team and that we mattered. So, um, you know, I just really think that all of that is really important in, in retaining the staff, but also provide feedback, you know, provide encouragement, provide constant communication with them. So that way, if there is a problem, you don't want to wait you get down the road or down whenever patient load is, is slow and you find out that they're going to go somewhere else. Have clear, open, honest communication with your staff. And that way that leads to greater retention because if they feel like you're approachable and that they can, you know, share times of vulnerability or problems that they may be having, that helps to build a strong team and a strong staff. So I just always say, you know, let them know that they're valued and let them know that they're heard. So my favorite quote is that, you know, people don't quit jobs, they quit bosses. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, it's so true. It's very, very true. Yeah, and I think we've all learned, uh, and I'm sure you guys experience this all the time, you know, what's always been very, very unique for a practice owner, a dentist, is that, you know, they, they go to school to, to, to become clinicians, uh, mm -hmm. and at the same time, they're also running a business, you know, and right. as you know, very well, uh, you know, the skills many times that they need to become, you know, a world-class clinician is not always the same as it is to run a business and run a team and, and, and to do that unilaterally. And so, you know, for many of them, it's learned, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I, you know, has to stop, has to start at the top. Right. And, and so I think that what's been exciting over these last couple of years is, is there've been so much information. And, and I think companies out there like you guys that are, you know, I mean, you're, you're having these relationships with these practices, you know, they're providing other services, but it, it, it you know, it's, that's what I think is great about this podcast is it allows people to be able to learn um, and incorporate these, these great um, systems into the, into their practice, because everybody wants to have that great team, but it's, it's challenging, right? It's not easy to, to find a group of people that fit. Um, it's very tough. It is. It is. And, you know, dental offices are so unique in that it really is a family atmosphere. Um, you work really closely. You get to know your patients really well. And so you really want to create that same cohesion amongst your staff. So that way it translates over and the patients feel that, um, you know, they, they know whenever there's a happy team <laughs> in place at the dental office that they're going to. And we hear that so much is that, you know, patients go in and, and they feel like they're at home. They feel like they're with family. It becomes an extension of who they are because 
you know, dental health, oral health, it is a, it can be a very personal thing. And so we want to have team members in place that love their job, that are thriving in the office. And we want offices that are, are feeling um, that they're making a difference in their patients' lives. And so it really is kind of that, that whole team, multifaceted approach to create that atmosphere for the patient. Yeah, perfect. Any last thoughts, Lori, as, as we look to, to wrap on this? I think uh, as, as we're closing out on 2020 and, and, and practices are retooling for 2021, you and I both know that so many things have changed this year. And um, it has been encouraging, I think. I'm sure you guys have seen this in your company that so many practices have realized the value of, of marketing and what it places in their practice. And dentistry is not like it was 5, 10, 15 years ago, right? There's a lot of proactive uh, steps that need to be taken to stay you know, on top of the minds of, of the patients in their community and things like that. So marketing is, is really, really taking a forefront, but any last thoughts as, as, as you look to, to share um, as, as we get ready to head into 2021? Yeah. I mean, as the, I'm the website project manager at roadside and, you know, one thing that I, I have seen to be a really critical piece um, is your actual website itself and addressing some of those concerns, like what you just mentioned, so that may be as simple as putting up a, a new COVID protocol on your homepage that pops up, you know, things like that, that continue to keep the patient engaged and informed. And I think that that's critical to, to keeping a practice strong right now um, during 2020, during COVID and all of that. Um, you really want to put forth what your practice is doing to keep them safe, to keep them healthy, and to show that you care. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it all it's all in that marketing wheelhouse, whether you're posting that on your website, on social media, do that for your practice and do that for your patients and just keep your team engaged. Keep the ones that you've got that are still there happy and engaged, make them feel a part of the team. And if you're needing to, you know, hire new unicorns, I hope some of these tips and tricks kind of help as you start to add members to the team and you can kind of broaden that net a little bit. Maybe if you were just focused on the, the clinical side, you start to open it up to getting someone that has multiple skills that can bring a lot more to the table to your practice. So how all that helps for everybody. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then uh, I think a lot of people out there in Adom Nation are aware of roadside dental marketing. I, I always bring it to the forefront whenever we do a podcast or a live cast that um, you guys have created the amazing um, ADOM website, dentalmanagers.com. Uh, but would love to have you share with everybody where they can learn more about roadside dental marketing and some of the other things that you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. They can go, we're, we're obviously going to be everywhere on all different <laughs> social platforms. Um, so they can go to our actual website of roadsidedentalmarketing.com and they can check out the different services that we have there and the different offerings that we have. And um, obviously, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And um, we even have different live podcasts. Uh, I'm sorry, live uh, webinars and things like that that we do. So there's just a wealth of information that we can provide to help your practice keep going, uh, keep that momentum. And if there's any questions anybody has, we're always happy to answer them and um, give, you a, give you a brand new shiny website. Maybe I can work with you on that part of it, too. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Lori, thanks so much for coming on. Always a pleasure um, learning more about roadside and all the great work you guys do. So appreciate it. 
and have a wonderful holiday season. And hopefully in 2021, um, there will be an ADOM conference and everybody will be able to see each other again. So we're going to, no, we're going to stay positive, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We have to stay positive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks so much, Lori. Thank you, John. I really appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. That's a wrap. Thanks everybody for listening to another episode here on ADOM Radio. We'd love to have you subscribe to ADOM Radio so that each time we record a new podcast and put it out there, it will come through to you on your listening device of choice. So whether you're on Apple, Spotify, or Google Play, be sure to subscribe. Also, amazing resources all the time on the ADOM website, dentalmanagers.com. That's dentalmanagers.com. Be sure to check it out. Have a wonderful day.